0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Habs. I'm your host, Rick Seligman. You may have seen me on uh, YouTube on Talking Habs. I'm here with uh, with my co-host, Jeff Head, famous for being a Pictou County Fire uh, volunteer fire department fireman. I don't know. Did I say that right? Uh, so we're here talking today, I think, about... Um, we're going to talk about the uh, Jeff Petrie signing uh, a, a contract extension with Montreal Canadiens today. And uh, today is, uh, what day are we today? Friday, uh, I want to say September 25th. Uh, so we're here going to talk about that. Um, they signed him to four-year extension. So he already was already had one year left on his contract current contract so he'll be a member of montreal canadians for the next five years uh barring any other unforeseeable things that might happen so um jeff petrie was saying in um i want to say an interview i don't know if it was an interview but an article by eric um angles of sportsnet and he was saying that after seeing how uh, suzuki that's uh, nick suzuki and yasperi kokanyemi played in the postseason, and then after they were done in the playoffs, Montreal uh, reaching out to trade for goaltender Jeff, Jake Allen for the backup and getting the rights to uh, defenseman Joel Edmondson and then signing him to a four-year contract. Um, he just felt that the future is bright in Montreal, and he wanted to be a big part of it going forward. So he also said he feels very privileged uh, wearing such a, a, a um history rich that's the words he used history rich uniform and he takes a lot of pride in being a montreal canadian now the two sides apparently have been working uh kind of secretly because uh i don't think the canadians ever are not secretive about what they do uh so they were working for the last two and a half weeks apparently getting this deal um um, pounded out or hammered out and uh, signed um And it came, I think he said he was a little surprised, wasn't expecting the call from the Canadians. His agent gave him a call, said Montreal wanted to talk, and he agreed to sit down and talk. And uh, they worked out the deal pretty quickly. Uh, He said something, though, very interesting that I think Jeff and I are going to get into in our conversation about this. And in making his decision to resign with Montreal, he wanted to get some assurances that guys like Brendan Gallagher and Phil Deneau were now this is a quote i don't think it's like verbatim but uh, probably editorialized but he wanted to make sure player guys like uh, Brendan Gallagher and Phil Deneau were able to come to terms on new deals and remain in the canadians fold for years to come too so he wanted to make sure that they these kind of players key players for montreal were still going to be around if he's going to sign and stay here and um and move forward that way. So I'm wondering, like, did he did he get those insur- assurances? Is that why he signed? Because does, th- does that mean Gallagher and Deneau are signing with Montreal? Because there's been a lot of rumor about Deneau, uh, whether they're going to trade him because of things he had said after the playoffs. And Brendan Gallagher, actually both of them are, um, after next season, are Uf- uh, UFAs, both of them UFAs. So does that mean that... Is that like breaking the news ahead of time? So that's something that Jeff and I are going to talk about a little bit. So now the signing of Petrie is a bit of a risky move given the his age. He's 32 years old. Um, and the way the league and pretty much the, the, the team is going with more youth, you know, because um, most it's a pretty young team. So considering uh, the team-friendly price he gave them, the term – and the risk of uh, you know of letting him walk and getting no return on him, um, you know, if Montreal's in a playoff run, say you know they're they're either fighting for a playoff spot or maybe they're comfortably going to be in the playoffs, and it's the trade deadline next season. What do you do? You're going to want to keep him because you want him to help you win the win the Stanley Cup possibly. And if you trade him away. He's not going to be able to do that. But then if you do keep him and he helps you, however far you go, you're going to lose him for for like zero return. So it's a a big dilemma, I guess it was, and Montreal obviously didn't want to face that. And uh, so they got this deal done. So this gives Petrie, in my opinion, gives him security. Um, He'll probably retire as a Hab. He's going to be 37 years old when the deal is finished. And Montreal gets to keep, for me, arguably their number one defenseman at a time when they're pushing to become a solid playoff team and hopefully a Stanley Cup contender. So in my opinion, uh, so I'm speaking for myself right now, we're going to ask Jeff in a second. Uh, this is a win-win situation for Montreal, for Jeff Petrie, and I think mostly uh, or just as much for the fans, um, the loyal fans that want to see this team get to the Stanley Cup finals anyway to win another Stanley Cup our 25th. Uh, it would be, and I just think it's a it's a win win. Now I know Jeff might not be in total agreement with me, so I'm going to introduce you right now to our co host Jeff Head. So Jeff, say hi, and what do you think about this Jeff Petrie signing? Good evening. Good, good evening. <laughs> like ten minutes into the podcast, realize
1: <laughs> does Jeff Petrie have that kind of pull to be demanding players be signed? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I guess you know he's going to make the decision to stay here for longer. I don't, I don't think he can demand to get signed, but he wanted assurances would help him make his decision. I mean, I can see that. I, I,
1: I I guess so. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sure, okay. Jeff Petrie's that's the new assistant GM, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. I don't think you're going to come in as rosy as I am for the deal. So, like, how do you feel about it? If it was a two-year deal, I think of great.
1: Uh, I don't know with having Weber on the roster. Now you got an Edmonston on the roster. You've and Sherrod on the roster. You you're, your defense isn't that young in two or three more years. Hopefully, that's uh, true. Ho- hopefully, a couple of these young kids, like maybe a Romanov, can take up the top spot here in another couple of years, and and Weber and Petrie don't need to be playing thirty minute games,
0: right? Uh, <sighs> and don't forget though, Sharad. In two years, if they don't, even, he he's signed for two more years. He might not get re-signed. True. So that could, that could be a factor. If one of the young kids, you know, really, you know, uh, like flurry or, you know, it really comes on strong, you know, that could be something, you know. Well, right now, like you look at it,
1: we don't have to really worry about our defense now for the next two seasons at least. Yeah, two, three years, yeah, for sure. Unless one of these guys takes an awful nosedive, then, then we're in a little bit of trouble, but...
0: Yeah. So you said a lot more than that to me when we were preparing for this podcast. Well, I'm
1: just trying to collect my thoughts here. Like my problem is, is right now is like I, like I said, I have nothing against the Jeff Petrie at all. I think, like what you said about him, arguably being the best defenseman. Now, if Weber's healthy, Weber's the best defenseman. And he's the number one. Well, Weber's right. not always healthy, so having Jeff Petrie to be able to step in, up into that number one role, knowing that Weber's probably his eighty two game seasons are are behind him, I mean, yeah, maybe he might bang one out here next season or the season after, who knows, but chances are he's probably a seventy six game defenseman now he seems to always miss a few yeah. games here and there and least, right yeah. so it's nice to be able to have that and i think that's what what the canadians were going for here is like we've got our 1b locked up now in case something does happen to our 1a my problem yeah. with the whole thing is, is a few weeks ago we had a ton of flexibility not only this year but going into next year and if we're signing Petrie to this deal and we're signing Emmonston to his deal and I guess, according to Jeff Petrie, maybe it sounds like there might be something else coming down the line here with Gallagher and Deneau. Our, our flexibility's gone. So there's... Little chance of fixing the roster on the fly now because you're not going to have too many movable contracts. And, I mean, that's just my opinion. Of just, I'm just looking at the numbers and what where we're at, and it seems like we're sticking with the guys that we got, and those these guys haven't really got us anywhere yet. Like, I'm not saying they can't. No, but. Really, like, some of these guys have been here a little while and haven't really got anywhere in the last couple seasons with this group of players. I mean, yeah, but we also have some young guys that are looking on the up and up here. So is that enough to push these guys over the edge to get them where they need to be? Like, I just... I, I feel like instead of going for a high ceiling here, we're going for a low, low floor or a high floor. Sorry. Okay. We're not going for the high ceiling well, with, uh, with drastic moves or, or flashy kind of things. I mean, now they're kind of, there's no room. There's no option for that. Now, maybe like, I, I guess it's going to depend on what kind of, contract Gallagher signs and it sounds like he's willing to take a team friendly deal. So hopefully his is just as friendly as Petrie's was.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, just on that first, just a sec. Cause you said that not a lot of movable contracts, but don't you, you don't feel that Petrie at the, the 6.25, cause it's going to work out to 6.25 AAV. If, say, at some point in two years, say it's two years down the road, they're not where they want to be, they decide, okay, well, we can move Petrie. That is that is a movable contract. That's that's good money. He's not being overpaid. And, and you look at Edmondson. I don't think Edmondson's contract is not movable. I think that's one of the good things about it is that it's a tradable contract if you decide to do that.
1: Well, with Petrie, he has no movement clause. He has to agree to any trade.
0: He he does have and to agree, he's got he, 15 has, he, less, he has a team less
1: that he doesn't have to agree right.
0: to.
1: Right, that's right. Right, so that's true. That's and didn't didn't they give Emerson but, but, a no movement clause too?
0: Okay, but remember this. Uh, this is a point about Petrie. He's an American. I think if you gave an option at some point, we say okay, we're going to go in a different direction. Well, we're going to move you to an American team. That might be something he would agree to. So the no movement clause. yeah the no movement clause might not really come into play well he's got
1: a 15 team no trade list so there's 15 um, uh, at least 10 american teams he don't want to play for
0: yeah but say you can work out a deal that he goes to detroit he's gonna say yes yeah back home yeah you know, something like that. I'm just saying that it's at least not. They didn't sign him to a contract that we can look and go, oh, you know, the money's a little more than I would have liked to give him. It's not that. You know, it's at least it's decent money. Another team could look at that and say, yeah, we can handle that. You know,
1: well, I, mean? it, I, I, I think it's like if you told me that Petrie's going to be paid what he's paid. What What's he at six? Is it six and a half? He got six point two five, or uh, he has seven and a half – seven and a half – thousand dollar raise is basically what it worked out to seven hundred he didn't even uh, get, didn't even yeah, get a million dollar raise right like per season no. um very team, very well, team yeah, friendly yeah. team friendly but I think we're gonna see a lot of that with the situation we're in right now. I think a lot of players in the are, next two years. Yeah like I think yeah. that's yeah. I th- yeah. do you know I, why? it may be even an overpayment. We don't know yet because the markets
0: haven't been set well, I think- but I would have to think seven hundred and fifty thousand for a player like Petrie as a raise—that that, that can be an overpayment.
1: I, uh, as we see it right now, I don't think it is. No, yeah,
0: I I would be surprised if it turns but- out that way. But you're right. Who knows? But where
1: he slots in on our team on contract laws, like he, like I said earlier, our one A is Weber and Petrie's our one B. He's getting paid a million dollars less in change, I think. Like not a maybe a few thousand.
0: Yeah, it's a million and a half. A million and a half less than Weber. Yeah,
1: like that yeah. sounds about right to me.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's to me. And then the next and,
1: two and drop off. they both and Petrie's not. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, He's he's not as good defensively
0: as Weber is. No, he's not. He's not as good, but he, I mean, he makes up for it in other ways. Too though,
1: like he's just a okay. little bit offensively less than Weber, and he's he he's a little bit more than a little bit behind him defensively, but he he he's he's good. Like,
0: but you, but wait, you say offensively, but he he puts up more points than Weber does right now.
1: But that's because Weber's in a role. Weber the last, especially the last couple of seasons, he's covering up for. For Mete out there, really? Like, let's be honest. Yeah, he, he, was, he was season. being a, he was b- having to be a little more responsible defensively with 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 Mete the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, he played right. with we, Sherrod a lot this we, year, but but look, it's look true, what but happened we got, this one, year though with Weber? He, he played with somebody a little more defensive, responsible, another big body yeah. out
0: there, and he, he put up points this year, right? that's what I was gonna say. With Sherrod, he doesn't have that. Problem. We're moving forward. We yeah. won't have that. So that's, yeah. You, so you're true. It, it's true. But I mean, you know, um, I think, um, I, I just think he's got, it's a good, I, I, I don't think he's overpaid at that. So, I think that's a very team friendly, like hometown discount, even with the situation with the flat cap for the next two years. I, I, I think that's I, fair I think, for I think the deal is.
1: It's it was a pretty fair deal. Like I, I don't think I think both team both the team and the player were fair to each other. I, I do think it was a fair deal. Yeah. My like I said though, my only concern yeah. is with it is I'm, I guess it's it's not, it shouldn't really I should say a concern. It's just a part of me inside kind of felt a little let down because now. I don't see. I was hoping for some flexibility in the next couple of years and some big moves being made. In our last podcast, I talked about trading Gallagher and stuff like that, right? Like, I really right. now it's just like, ah, nothing, nothing big's going to happen. It's kind of where I'm at now. It's like, yeah, we're going to fill the roster out with another, with another uh, retread guy or a, a project or a, a bounce back guy. We're not going to go and get anyone that's a bona fide star at this point. Now, I I just don't see because we have to remember, like, it would not be smart to go right to the cap. So I, I no. think our dreams of well, I guess it wasn't really one of my dreams, but a lot of fans had the dream of Taylor Hall and and stuff. No, that that no. that's all done now. Like, no, not yeah, happening. not happening. Yeah,
0: I don't think yeah. it can. Like. But I do have no, a for you. No, because he wants $9 million, $9.5 million. There's no He's way. He's not going to get that.
1: What team's going to pay him
0: no. that? No. Well, there, wait a is second, there though. Team, There's
1: teams that, are, that can afford to pay him that. But it, if he goes there and takes that if kind he, of money, that team's not going to be a Stanley Cup contender because most of the teams well I mean Colorado could Colorado is the only team really right now that's a cup contender and has the cap space to take on a Taylor Hall
0: yeah so I mean they could sign him but it it comes down to this for me does he want to get paid or does he want to possibly like does he want to be a contender because those two things probably won't happen together right so yeah if a guy if he's saying well I want the money well he'll go wherever whatever team's Able to pay him, just like Peter Angelo, because apparently Alex Peter Angelo is the same way. He turned down a decent offer from St. Louis, saying he wants to be paid. Well, I saw he deserves it.
1: I saw a hot take or an article. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was TSN or Sportsnet. But there's some. There's more to that story about about him. There's things in St. Louis that he's not really happy with, and I don't think it's money or contract. I think it's it's team based. So I didn't get to read the article now that I brought it up. I wish I had of, but there's something else going on there that I,
0: that is just kind of starting to leak out. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything like that. I'd only heard, he said that they were very far apart in their negotiations. Now, I mean, I, I guess i assumed it was funny. Well, it,
1: and I mean, I, I, it could be just a clickbait headline too, right? I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to read today. I was kind of busy. So once oh, once the no. Petri thing kind of cracked there, I paid a little bit more attention to that too. So
0: it wasn't clickbait because it was a good source. I don't really go for shady sources. I, I if I say things, it's like, usually from a good source. So I I don't think it was clickbaity that that comment that i read no but like what i was talking about the article you know, i, I saw like uh,
1: i think maybe it might have been no, I get a it. clickbaity article I'm, I'm not sure who it was that put it out but it, it just well, kind of seemed like they were leading the headline was leading to there's more concerns about the team rather it didn't sound like it was just about money
0: it could be it could be because um when you think about it There's a guy that you'd probably think might give them a hometown discount, considering the flat cap, considering all that, that he probably won't get to play for a contender for the money he's looking for. You'd think, so maybe there is something else. And like I said, I assumed they were talking about money when they're saying they're far apart. Maybe that's not, he didn't mean money. You know what I mean? Mm. He just didn't say what it was, but he, he was vague about it. But he said they're far apart, but it doesn't mean that it's money. So well it assuming. could be a
1: it could be a situation like Petrie. He he wants reassurances of other players being there.
0: That's possible. Right. Very possible. And may, maybe he's not happy Jake Allen uh, they let him go. Uh you know, stuff like maybe that's a possibility too. Well, I mean they had to let Jake Allen go
1: so this guy could get paid. So okay. that's the reason why Jake Allen's did. gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wasn't really thinking, I guess, yeah. when I said that. It's kind of true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe that's not it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, and St. And uh, Louis has
1: another prospect goalie there that was actually supposed to be the guy, but he got hurt, and Bennington, well, we, we all know Bennington did that season there. So, yeah. I mean, Bennington kind of just yeah. blew up and took over. So, I, I don't think Jake Allen yeah. was ever really in St. Louis's plans after
0: – Last season.
1: Anyway. No, you're
0: right. Yeah, I don't think they were either. I'm not saying that they were in St. Louis's plans at all, but I, I think you're right about there's another goalie and there's. I can't remember the kid's name. But he was he was the starter yeah, of the I, AHL, uh, and
1: there was a backup.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I read. I read um, mostly a headline. Like I didn't get it delve into it, but I read something like this last week.
1: Well, I have a question so, for I you. Think you're right. What does this mean for Thomas Tatar mm-hmm. now? If, uh,
0: yeah, um, uh, well, I said uh, I'm on record to say that I think he's gonna get moved. I don't. I didn't say though this off season, but I don't think he's gonna get re-signed. Uh, I know, I know I'm think... on
1: record at least in writing on on your YouTube channel there, Rick, on talking Habs that uh, yeah. I know I'm on there a few times saying Tatar's getting traded at the draft.
0: Yeah, that's what I know. That's what I was about to say. I know you think that is going to be right now. So uh, go into that. Uh, how uh, let everybody know what you, where you're thinking.
1: I I don't know where he's going to go, but I think I just don't know. Well, now I, do do they keep him until the deadline and see where they're at, or do they
0: well, may- or
1: do they package him with with some draft picks or? Or another player, like I don't know, maybe a Domi or something, to get an elite scoring winger. Right. But
0: you well, I, you, it are getting down rid of the me, two guys. That you're
1: leading scorer the last two years to bring in another guy wow. to to replace that. It's risky. The, I don't know. Like Risk. risky is right. <laughs> like I can't yeah. see a trade guitar for picks.
0: But but it's a dilemma, right? Because it, say you keep Tatar, right? And he's playing here next season. But comes the trade deadline, you're in the race. You're not letting him go. Let, just like- yeah. yeah, if you let him go, it kind of screws you. If you keep him around, you let him walk you're for letting nothing. You let him walk for nothing, exactly. Right. So it does kind of make sense that possibly that's what the plan is. Like you say – to move to Tar before the season starts.
1: And I mean, let's face it, he didn't have the best playoff and he's never been known, I don't think to be that great of a player in a playoff, but yeah, I, I also believe done. you I also did. I also believe you need players that get you to the playoffs and then you need players to get you through the playoffs. Maybe he's just a guy and that you gets this-
0: gets you to the playoffs, right? Get through them, and you can tell they built a defense to get you through the playoffs. Yeah. This defense is being built to get through the playoffs. Well, it's definitely got size. <laughs> definitely got playoff potential. So I'm excited to see together uh, how this defense looks in the playoffs. But yeah, you're right about that, and I think that's where he's going. Though he's try- going to try to find that right balance of guys that get you there and then you got to have the guys already on the team that are going to get you through it. So and we know yeah, who those can, guys, we, makes
1: we, we know who those guys are. It's it's very it's uh, Gallagher's okay. the guy that it gets you through the playoffs as long as he's healthy. Um yes. He's he's a playoff Suzuki, S- Suzuki is showing he's I mean Suzuki even he's in, a, in in junior so you can put a team like that right. right? And then he proved. Yeah, it. he
0: steps up and steps up yeah. in the playoffs. And he steps up his game.
1: He proved it, and he can do it at the NHL yeah. level too, right?
0: That's right. Um, Kk as well. Kk, KK you got to say Kk as well. Kk,
1: Kk showed a lot this year, like,
0: and in an important time. So that's a good, a good sign. Well, considering
1: he was. He, they were pretty much – they gave up on him this season. I mean, not, they, they didn't give up on him as a, for his career, but they were like, okay, you you need to go to the AHL. We're going to leave you down there, and you need to work on some stuff. And he he did it. He put the work in. Yep. And he came back, and he was a better player. He's a gamer. Says a lot about the, the young fella and his character.
0: And when you you know, when they talk about well they could trade him, but you know, when you think about it, that's the kind of guy you want here. You got a guy that can be coached, you know, that will you know, he's got a problem, they tell him what he needs. He goes out and he fixes it. And
1: and he did that in his first year too, right? Like he he did that he, in training he, camp and made the roster and he improved right each preseason he, game, yeah. each game. regular season yeah. game, he improved. Yeah. Now, he couldn't at his age and a rookie in the NHL, he didn't improve every single game. He made mistakes and he did dumb things and and he had a hard time yeah. and they let him work through it his first year. Last year, they let him work through it ago. until it got to a point where it wasn't good for the team or good for
0: him and they sent him down. Okay, sure. right. But I mean, at his age, it's kind of understandable, right?
1: Well, he's what, nineteen years old? Maybe twenty now? Like <laughs> he's twenty. I, he's twenty. Yeah. Like uh, people put a lot That's of pressure a, I, on
0: him after his first season. <laughs> I, I'm calling him a bust. How is it? How is an eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old? Uh, he's bust not a ever? bust
1: until he's until he's Drew Ann's age. which keep saying. Drew Ann's young, Drew Ann's young, but yet KK's yeah. a bust. What? Like how if Drew Ann's young and can still, still reach his potential, then how can't KK? Like uh, sometimes fans exactly. drive, like other fans just kind of drive me nuts with their with their logic. And I mean I guess it's uh, I'm looking at it as a total thing where it's probably not the same people saying the same things, right? Like you got one one group of people saying one thing and another group saying another thing and I'm bunching them all together but yeah
0: it's 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 maddening sometimes <laughs> no it is I don't think you're bunching them together I think it's kind of how it is a lot of people just saying exactly that it's like it's an oxymoron it's not really an oxymoron but yeah how can this guy be not a bust because he's French <laughs> I was going
1: to say that but I didn't want to
0: <laughs> well uh, we're in Montreal <clears throat> So maybe that's the only reason drew has such still such hope out there for him. And KK doesn't get it. But to me, it's the opposite. I'll take the kid with such high potential over the guy that said 25 and hasn't reached it Yeah, any day, you know?
1: So. Poor drew yeah, it's funny he, how uh, He takes a lot of – I just don't think drew Ann's the player
0: everybody wants him to be. I think he's fine. He's not no I think he's I read something today. I read something today about that. That was very interesting. And I don't know if it was on Twitter and just somebody some regular person's comment, but Drew is not the guy that drives a line. He's not that main guy. No, he's a compliment. He is. And that's it. And and he, he's never gonna drive a line. He's never gonna be that big play he's never going to be that guy but
1: he can also, and we're looking he can also be he like you said he, he's not the guy that's going to drive a line he's not the guy that's going to be the best player on that line night in night out but he is a game breaker he at any moment can take the he puck could- and go down the ice and do something yeah.
0: special right like, yeah. that's- but not if he's expected to all the time yeah like he, he's not he can't do it all, but he can't do it as the main guy. But he can do it as a complementary guy.
1: But he needs he needs a he so, needs a star,
0: a star goal scorer yes. on his line with him. That's what he needs. Yes, he does. He he, he is not even on oh, just three guys on a line. He's not the main guy. No, that's that's the whole point. We can't look at him and think. Yeah, he's gonna. He's the go-to guy. He's not. He's just not. And that's our our expectations on Druin are way too high. That's what I think. And now I didn't think that before, but I realize that now. And if we look at him like that, it, it, we won't get so frustrated with him. Well, like, say, like, um, I,
1: I saw him do something very special with my own eyes live in, in a game and he taught, it was a game in February, a couple of years ago, his second season in Montreal and he, it was overtime against Edmonton and he took the puck from behind the net. I can't remember who was, had the puck behind the net, but Drouin came, skated behind the neck, took the puck from and he just came down the wing. And I remember when he hit his own blue line, I nudged my daughter and I said, watch this, here he comes. Because you could just, from where you were sitting behind the Edmonton goalie, and you could just see where the players were on the ice, the speed he had, the way, where he was looking, you could almost map it out where he was going to go on the ice. Like it was just, it was perfect. And he just did it and he came down and he scored the overtime winner and it was a beautiful goal. And, but it was just like, as soon as he circled from behind his own net with the puck and he hit the blue line coming up the boards, it was like, Oh, like I said, I nudged my daughter and it's funny when, I go back and I watch the highlights of that game. When when he scored the goal, my daughter was the first one out of her seat cheering behind the net. Really? Yeah, she was the first That's one cool. to jump up because she was ready for it because I had I said like 5 seconds before he scored the goal, I'm like here it comes. Because you could just tell by the way Amazing. everything was mapped out in front of us, yeah. and where he was coming, and the head of steam he had—that it was, it was a no. Like there was very little chance that he wasn't going to get a good shot on the net, and he
0: did. Amazing. It's nice when you can see a play develop. Oh, like it that. was
1: like I said. Like, he, and that's where the, the frustrating part with him is. Is like, like there's times he has excellent vision and. And then there's times where he doesn't.
0: Yeah, that's that's what's frustrating about him. But but that's why he's not that go-to guy.
1: No, but he could he could break away, all and this bust time. away,
0: and and score
1: a goal when you don't expect yeah, at, him. Yeah,
0: to. at any time. Any- yeah, at any time there's it's but he has the potential, but he's still he's not the engine that drives a line. It's just not, and we're expecting that from him, and it's just not going to happen. No, he's not going to be guilty. it. It's just not going to happen. You, no, 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 for sure not. Oh my God, don't say that! <laughs> right, like that's what so, that's
1: what people expected right? when when he traded for him and signed for him. It's okay. not the expectation it's of Drew, man, is because of where he was picked. If he was picked twenty third instead of a third, he wouldn't yeah. have had those expectations. It's not just like, just like Cotton Yabby, same thing. If he was picked, no, of course. If Cotton Yabby was picked twenty third. Everybody'd be pumping him up even more. They'd be, it'd be all sunshines and lollipops and unicorns going on here. Everybody'd have, yeah. Happy days, yeah. but because he was picked third, and fall. Brady Kachuk and yeah. and whoever else went yeah. before him or just after him, and, and yeah. that's all everybody focuses on. They don't focus on what the kid's actually yeah. accomplishing.
0: It, yeah, the talk of him being a bust would not happen if he was picked like twenty third. Not it wouldn't happen. There's no way. Um, since. We're, we're at 35 minutes. But since we kind of veered anyways off, well, we, I think we got it all, the, that subject covered. I want to talk about something else that um, it's an article on, uh, from the Hockey Writers. And it's five ways the Canadians can improve for 2020-2021. The reason I want to talk about it is, is in a weird way. I don't think I agree with these guys, like, on anything. If I'm right, everything that they – well, there's one thing, actually. But anyway, I wanted to talk about it because uh, we got about 10 minutes left, and I want uh, your opinion, and uh, I guess the listeners want your opinion on this. So he, I guess he's talking about um, moves they can make that will improve the, the roster or just improve them. First thing he talks about is adding Tory Krug. Now, we know Montreal can't afford to do this now anymore because of signing Joel Edmondson and now the Petrie deal. They don't have the money. Uh, Krug's looking for money. I just want your opinion of, do you think Krug would be the type of player, defenseman, that Montreal should should bring in here if they were able to? Is that the kind of guy we were really looking for? I mean, considering his size and everything, what do you think about Krug?
1: I think he, you know anything I, about him. Uh, yeah, he he knows how to move the puck. And it, he okay, always, he's a power play guy.
0: Yeah. He, I, he's a power one, one more point. He's a power play guy, not great five on five. Montreal's a five on five team. I get it. He's a power play guy. He'll help you improve the power play. But what about the rest of the time? Anyway, continue on. I didn't really want to take you were saying what you think of him. Uh,
1: he he's an offensive defenseman he's small and he can move the puck he skates half decent and he commands a big paycheck uh big paycheck he's right so if he comes to montreal to me i would rather just try and let victor mete develop into that type of player and kind of true. I, I like your thinking there. They're similar size. Right. Like just let Mete do that. And maybe, maybe Mete can be 75% of to- Tory Krug, and you're paying him a, a quarter oh, yeah. of what nothing of what, yeah, of what Krug's getting or going to get. And,
0: and, and it's interesting you say Mete because, um, since they signed Edmondson, everyone's saying Mete is going to be on his way out. Where I've been saying, makes more sense to me that if you're going to move one of those two guys between Kulak and Mete, Kulak's going to get you back more. He's got more value. Mete can play on the right side, and yeah, he can de- maybe develop into somewhat of that type of player that Krug is.
1: I mean, so, that makes a, sense. There was high expectations on Mete at one point.
0: He's got good advanced numbers in some of the stats. He's got some really good advanced stats numbers. He's not a bad defenseman like everyone's saying.
1: Well, I don't think he's a great defenseman, but I think he's a he's he's a good offensive defenseman. I just think he needs, he's got good potential. Yeah, for it. he's. But yep. that's hard to say, what do he score, two goals? And it took him forever to get his first.
0: <laughs> I, get I get that, but he's still a puck mover. He
1: moves the puck. He moves the puck well. He skates well. And yeah. like I said, he had a lot of expectations on him after his world juniors and stuff, right? Like, Yeah. Especially, I think a lot of it came from because they traded Sergachev. Everybody thought yeah and then he did well in the world juniors and stuff. Everybody was like, Oh well, we don't need Sergachev now. We got this kid. This kid's gonna fill that void that we thought we were gonna get with Sergachev. Right. I think that's where a lot of the pressure came on to to Mete. Probably. And,
0: yeah, I know it makes sense.
1: Right. So like I said, like I said, like crew I mean, sure I take him if but I don't want to pay him what he wants.
0: No, it, that's yeah, exactly. right? Like,
1: that that's what yeah. it boils down to. Is I think, do you? I'll take any any player that that will make me better, but at that price, is it really going to make you better Too down well. the long in the long run? I don't know. No,
0: <laughs> no I, and I think we can we can definitely rule out any chance now that happens. I think so. But I would just, I thought it would be it was interesting to uh, talk about. So now the next thing this guy talks about is trading. Cause we know we're looking for uh, some kind of scoring winger, right? Mm-hmm. He's saying trade for Cedric pocket, Cedric Paquette from, I guess, Tampa Bay. I, 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 I how's that going to make us better? Who? <laughs> I, there, I don't know, there's my answer. I don't know. Who? What, <laughs> That was good. That's what I was about to say. I don't know a ton about this guy, but I do know he's not a big scoring winger. So I don't know how this is going to make us better. So I just, I like I don't I don't know where these guys get these ideas. I don't know they're hockey writers. How's well know. they they know <laughs> so they the next... know
1: more about the rest of the teams than we do. I I. I... I mean, I, yes, I've heard the guy's name before and I kind of know who he is, but I don't watch enough Tampa Bay games to really – I can't say whether that guy is a good player or a bad player, cause I really don't know, to be honest with you. Like, I never paid attention yeah, to him. him. I've heard his name when he was out on the ice or whatever, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. even know if he played a whole – if he played more than five or ten games this year or if he's a prospect or I, – I, I can't tell you nothing about him because – like I said, I've heard his name before. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, like, but I don't think he's I've heard a lot of people an talk about Anderson from from Columbus. Sure, okay, but I'm not giving a ton up for him, right?
0: No, not his because his offense isn't there. I was surprised at his numbers. His well, I think he he's had, had a, 119 points.
1: I think he had a lot of energy, uh, injuries this year, so maybe I don't no, know.
0: No, I get it, but his. I get that, but his career numbers: one hundred and nineteen points in like three hundred games. Yeah, two hundred, almost three hundred. That's not big numbers. He doesn't have the offense that that we need. I don't think. Anyway, it's possible he does. He's got size. He's
1: got the size. But yeah,
0: I, yeah. Okay, so the next thing he's talking about is lose one, one of or both Jordan Wheel and Dale Weiss. The Dale Weiss, that's official today. Not coming back. No. no, they announced. Yeah, I read that today. He's officially not coming back. They're not uh, not even in the him a No, he's. They're not offering him a contract. He's a UFA. Okay, so he's not coming back. Jordan Wheel. Now that's one guy where you. you I see different. A lot of people want him back for that kind of a role. You know, a bottom uh, fourth line guy. I don't know. I don't see why you want a Jordan Wheel necessarily when you've got so many prospects that kind of need some ice time. you got to see where they're at. What do you think about that? Well, isn't Wheel signed, isn't he? He is. He signed for another season, maybe two, I think one more season. Well, I don't think it. it
1: if they don't make any more moves where they have to move someone out, I don't think he kills. I don't think it hurts to have him around.
0: He can sit in the press
1: yeah, box. no, I don't
0: think it hurts.
1: You need guys that can sit in the I press don't box. I think it hurts, right?
0: It's true. No, this is true. But I mean, young kids, young guys. But it, then again, young guys, you want them to play, not sit in the press box. That's a good point, actually. So, yeah. Okay, not. A, I don't want to spend any time on Jordan. Will he <laughs> spent enough time on power play? He spent enough time on the power play. I don't want to spend any more time on no. him. <laughs> Here's, here's another thing I I agree with is um keep Caden Primo in Laval. Yes. Definitely and with, with Jake Allen there, I mean, of course, he's unless there's an injury, he's staying in Laval. Yeah. So definitely gotta agree. I, I would like to see him two years down there. Be great for me, but yeah. Okay, now the last one is and I don't agree with this, is uh fire Claude Julian and hire Guy Boucher. First of all, I thought Guy Boucher was coaching somewhere. <laughs> uh, what do you think of, of that? What do you think of Julian uh, being the coach here right now? Uh, I don't know much about Guy Boucher. Do you know anything about him? Do you think he would be a good coach here? And we're going to end with this, by the way.
1: Uh, I don't think you fired Claude Julian. That's,
0: yeah, I don't think so either.
1: Um, if this team comes out of the gate next year and completely craps the bed, all right, then you fire him if you have to. If that if he's lost the room, I don't think he's lost the room yet though. I don't think you I don't I don't fire a coach yet. until they yeah. lost the room.
0: Well, okay, unless they're totally incompetent, but you're right. You don't I, I agree, and he hasn't lost the room. I really don't think so. I think he'll be on a bit of a shorter leash than normal, but I I well, yeah, I don't that think that depends
1: on you. what else they do. If they basically come back with the same roster and all they've added is Edmondston and and Jake Allen and yes. Cotton Yemi and, and Suzuki kind of come out flat at the first of the year, or they are streaky or whatever. Yeah, that, like If you haven't changed a whole small. lot of the roster to make the team way better, then how can you... Give the coach the blame on that one right off the hop. Like, no, I agree. I, I agree with that. I mean, it, but if he loses the room, if those players stop listening to him and stop playing for him, then you fire him. That's when you fire the coach. There's only two, yeah, two times that you ever fire the coach: when they lose the room, or you need to shake things
0: up. Yeah, because you're not fire. You're not trading every player. You're gonna coach is gonna go. That's always how it goes. So Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I do agree. And I don't. I don't. I don't see the signs of him having lost the room anywhere. You know. Yeah. I think, he, I think they respect him, and they want to play for him. So. And that's yeah. I don't think. That,
1: as long as they're doing what he wants them to
0: do, I I don't think the, the the, the only question on that, there's one player, because I've heard, I, don't know, I guess it was Julian talking about it, is Domi, because he was talking about how Domi needs to shoot more. And that was one of the problems during the season and all that. But, okay, so did you not tell him to do that? And then if you did, why didn't he do it? So I'm just wondering was whose fault that was. I kind of think it would be Domi's fault not not accepting the coaching or listening to them.
1: I, mean, I, I, think, I, don't know why I think maybe that's why that well, I mean, I I think I believe Montreal believed they were a four line team. And mm-hmm. I think well, it was a necessity that they because of playing Pittsburgh and being the lower seat, so the whole mice thing line changes and everything. He didn't want to get caught with his pants down out there with Jordan Wheel, so <laughs> or whatever else yeah. was on that fourth line because, I mean, the fourth line basically disappeared at the trade deadline. So they put Domi on that. And I think they were kind of hoping that Domi was going to shoot because he wouldn't have anybody else out there with him. And he still didn't That's shoot. a good
0: point. That's a good point. And maybe the um, Domi not shooting, Julian wanting him to shoot, maybe that's part of where there, there's, there seems to be maybe... Some kind of a rift between them, possibly.
1: I don't think there's a rift there. I think the media tried to create one. I think Domi okay. understood what exactly the team was trying to do in the playing round and in the first round of the playoffs. I think Domi was was he on board with it all completely, just the same as Dan and you know, all. I don't. Maybe he wasn't. A, on board with it completely either about dropping down to the second or third line and Suzuki kind of taking some of his minutes away. But I do think they have a team that knows that there's no superstar that's going to go out there and play the whole game. And that guy's going to be counted on in the big moment. So they all know they're going to get their opportunity and they're all going to play roughly around the same minutes.
0: Yeah, when you're running four lines, it's easy, easier to do that. And and that's the way the team's built to, is to run four lines, yeah. right? Well, they had four lines the, during the season with Thompson there. and Like with everybody there, they had four lines. Yeah. But with everybody gone, that they traded away. It, it took it away. So, what but I, you know the, what? i tell you something. I'll tell you, I think they made a mistake that – he didn't have enough confidence in Jake Evans, but when Jake Evans did get a chance to play, I thought he played pretty good. I think he could have played that fourth-line center.
1: And they, they they rewarded Jake Evans this week. We didn't talk about that. We didn't get a chance, though. But they did. They rewarded him. I, they gave him a, a two-year deal, and geez. the second year of that deal, it's an NHL
0: contract. So Yeah, yeah. And at a good price. Yeah. Seven hundred fifty thousand AAV. That's awesome, and I think he's going to do a good job. I don't think I don't think he's going to be sent down. I think he'll be the fourth line center like through the whole season. I think he's our fourth line center of the immediate future. It's possible. I, I think that's yeah. their their idea, but they yeah, but I they haven't
1: so. yeah. they have an out there where he can be sent to the AHL. So, I mean, it wasn't a yeah, it was a smart move. The kids, the kid didn't look out of place to me. No, he. That's it.
0: He doesn't really look out of place there. So the
1: kid I want to see them give yeah. more of an opportunity to next year is Flurry.
0: I, I think they will. I actually him play. I depends on what's going to happen with Mete. I think if they're going to have Mete play on the right, I don't know if that Fleury gets that big chance. But if they move Mete and definitely i think flurry comes in
1: and the other the other kid that i'll, I'll be interested to see next season is ryan paling it this yeah if he's still here it this if he's still here like well it comes down to you trade him now because you can sell him as potential and he just may need a change of scenery and there's no room for him And you can try and get a little more for him in a trade that way. But if he comes back next year and he has a season like he had this season, all his value is gone and you're stuck with him then.
0: Okay. See, I was, I wanted to end with that. This, since we're talking about paling, that's, that's what I was. uh, I kind of think he's going to get moved because I don't think they're very happy with him right now. There's an attitude thing going on potentially there and i think uh, i was talking to my friend earlier today i was saying this um yeah his potent his value is probably at its highest right now because if he does come back next year and uh doesn't have a good season uh, it's gonna be harder to trade him because the attitude thing is out there people have heard of it and you know and and another thing i wanted to say actually was what i really wanted to say about it okay we had Paling here, we had KK, we had Suzuki, three guys. Everybody was excited about all potential because they hadn't hit yet. What are the likelihood that you have got three guys like that, and they're all going to hit? Slim. More, yeah, exactly. So maybe Paling's the
1: bust of the three. But you know what, though, we we said the same thing the year before about those same three players. Everybody was Suzuki didn't make the team out of camp, so everybody was like, "Oh, maybe he's not as good as we think he's going to be." KK did make the team. Everybody thought KK was going to be a superstar, and Ryan Paling was kind of floating in the middle, and then came out and played one game, and well, geez, all of a sudden everybody thought he was the next uh, Rocket Richard, and and the expectations were extremely high by by some fans that I don't know if they really watched the game as much. And they didn't realize that both teams were playing defense in that game. And, (laughs) but that's right. Like, but here's like the thing, right? Like uh, we all, some of us tempered our expectations as Suzuki and then threw all our expectations on KK. And then this year that all flipped around again, where, Holy cow, KK's yeah. the boss, Suzuki's a superstar, and Paling's a bum, right? Like, it can yeah. all change. They're young players. It can all change in one, change in one. Yeah. Off season. Yep, it's true. And hopefully, Paling, because he was in the bubble the whole time, right? He was in the bubble, and all he did was practice yep. and work out. Because he was overweight. He wasn't in shape exactly, so maybe he learned something.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe. I hope. I, I'm not. A, I, I don't dislike paling like all of a sudden. No, I don't. I think just. Like I, him I wouldn't call. And I wouldn't call him a bust because he also is young. So I wouldn't do that. Say he's a bust because that's not fair. But I'm just wondering if you, you the odds of that. You know, you got three guys. More than likely, one of them's not making it. Or at least not making it here in Montreal. Yeah.
1: Well, no. So it's, I,
0: it's, I, I think Paling gets
1: traded. And then you got to throw Jake Evans into that too. Right? Like, did we hit on Jake Evans? Yeah.
0: Well, I think Jake Evans is already success. He's right. a seventh-round draft pick, and he's made it this far. I think that's a success. He's not a bust. So
1: now you got four players. Did you hit on all four yeah. of them? <laughs>
0: More than likely not. See, more than likely not. So personally, I say, you know, I like paling and all that. It might be the time to trade him though, because just in case you've got the other three that hit, you maybe get trade him while his value is high. What do you get for him though?
1: If you trade well, him straight up, what pack- do you get? Do you get a second round pick for him?
0: No, well, no. You don't you don't trade him straight up, but you put him in a package to get a winger, yeah. to get that scoring winger. I think he'd be involved in that trade. Do you do
1: you think Montreal makes their pick here in a couple weeks or on the 6th? Do you think they make their first round Well, pick?
0: I'm gonna say, I'm going to say this with it, I don't remember who it was that I think it was Brian I don't know if you know who Brian Wild is. He's a local uh, sports guy here. I follow him on Twitter and he made a good point to somebody. And I think it's very valid. Go through the history of the draft. How many times does a team trade their pick and move up or whatever? How many times does it happen? It doesn't happen very often at all. So I'm going to say I think it's more likely that they are going to make the pick than not, but it's not going to surprise me if they trade it in some way.
1: See, now I think this year, because there's so many teams against the cap, this is the right. year that's why that that's why a team like Montreal can package
0: that pick and get a yeah. good player. But that's why yeah. it won't surprise me if they do it because that's you're right. I think you're right on that. Like, there's a lot of teams in cap trouble. A lot of them. with good players. A lot of, them. and they don't want guys coming back that have salary. They want picks or prospects. They want picks and prospects. Yeah. And so paling and you got Palin. paling, paling has to be involved in whatever kind of deal they're going to get make to get a, a scoring winger. That's my opinion. and you even
1: got Mete right. If you have, if depending on the player that you're, I think
0: I think Kulak not Mete. I really I think it'll be Kulak. But what's Kulak's salary this year? One point eight five. He's signed for another two. I think.
1: That's yeah. That's a, that's pretty. That's that'd be easy to move.
0: Especially after an, the way he plays in the playoffs. That's a movable contract. Yeah. I it for sure that it it's just, is. it is. just just his I, value I, I, high I, I, enough.
1: Oh, yeah, some team that's just looking for a bottom pair defenseman probably take that.
0: Or well, looking for not taking back huge salary at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and he, he has value. value, especially at that price. I think he provides value. That's why Mete, I don't see Mete providing value that way. He's an RFA, so they've got to sign him. Yeah, but he's not going to a horrible, huge raise. Uh, okay, but he's got a horrible agent. Got Darren Farris. Mm. Could be a problem. I think I think Kulak brings you, has, gets you much more value than Mete. But Mete has more upside to him.
1: Like I said earlier okay. about Tori Krug, right? Like, Mete could... Possibly okay. be a poor man's Corey okay.
0: Krug. Okay, I get it. But Mete also could play the right side. Well, that's what we Kulak need. Doesn't. We need someone that can play the right side. Right. So, this is another reason why I think Mete could, like, there's a lot of things I think Mete, would keep Mete here and be Kulak that would go. Unless the team they're training with wants Mete, then they would probably do it. I, I agree. But, you know, otherwise, I think Kulak brings you the most value back. Because
1: if they move and, Mete, um, they
0: still have Flurry, right? Yes. Yeah, he's still got Flurry. You still got everybody. Mete's else. a little more yeah. battle
1: tested, though.
0: A little bit. He's got more experience. He's played more. He's played with Weber first line. He's he's got more. I just I, want I'm telling you. I think they keep Mete. Oh, I don't. I don't. Pop- I don't disagree with you. I, like I, you're right.
1: Like it could be Kulak. It could. I think it's a coin flip. I think if if a team if Montreal has a deal in the works for a player they really want, and that they ask for Mete or or Kulak, I think either one of them could go. I think it's, I think it's, yeah. I think that's where we're at with those two players. And
0: yeah, and I don't if think they
1: one keep both. And One that's fine with me. And I, I'm not
0: going to upset. What'll happen? No, I think that's what'll happen. I don't think both will go unless obviously there's a deal there and they need to do that. But I think one stays, one goes. That's what I really think. Um, Okay. On that note, we're going to call it a, an episode where we're, we're a little over time, but we had fun doing it. So it doesn't matter. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate that you guys do. and I'm sure Jeff does as well. Um, You can find me just to, you can find me on YouTube talking Habs. Just go check it out. I got Almost 900 videos already. I Can't believe I've got almost 900 videos. You can find Jeff at the Pictu County Volunteer Fire Department, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think anybody's going to go travel no. just to find. No, Jeff. well
1: they could. They could also find me at uh, at at Feds39 on Twitter.
0: There you go. I guess there I can go. throw that handle up uh, there.
1: Not that I use Twitter a whole definitely. lot.
0: No, definitely. But if anybody wants to reach out to you, there you go. Me, I'm, I'm at Twitter, uh, at Talking Hab. so either one. So um, we're both uh, very uh, thankful for you guys all listening. We'll be back. I'm not going to promise exactly next week. We're going to be back sometime in the next 10 days with uh, Episode 5 of Season 2. That's where we're at, Season Episode 4 of Season 2. And um, hope you guys will be out there waiting for us to come back with a new episode. Uh, hopefully there'll be stuff happening so that we'll have the good stuff to talk about. Thank God this happened today. Cause we've been waiting for something a new story to come out. Yeah. So that would give us a something. good reason to have. A-
1: it was-
0: yeah. So, so that's good that that happened. So, so once again, thanks everybody, uh, Jeff, if you wanted to say goodbye and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sign it out.
1: Oh, uh, I guess we'll talk to you on the next, next thing. Maybe it'll be the draft
0: by the time um, we get on here again. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible it'll be yeah. uh, draft stuff. Well, that's coming up really soon. Maybe we'll have a Gallagher
1: and Dano contract to talk about next week.
0: Uh, yeah, that's so. Uh, whatever comes up, hopefully something will come up so that we do have something to talk about. But me and Jeff, we always manage to to uh, to talk. If we had four and a half hours, we could probably do that because we've done it before. So. We can ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Okay, so thanks everybody for. I I got one
1: question for you before we go. What, what number is what? What's the number for Gallagher? What do you think it is?
0: Oh, um, uh, what's he getting? I'm gonna say he's underpaid a lot. Five and a half. uh, He's gonna give a, a hometown discount. Five and a half to six and a half for five years. Eight years. I think he's going to want the eight years. Well, Yeah, they're going to give it to him. Five. And if he gets eight, it'll be lower the lower number. If he gets five, it'll be the higher number.
1: I think it'll be – I can't say exactly what you just said because I kind of agree with you. so I'll go 6.85 for five years.
0: There you go. There you go. Makes sense. We'll find out. I think we'll find – I think – I don't think we'll be waiting till next season to find out. Let's put that I way. think we're. I think like, it's going to uh, be announced next
1: week. Uh, I bet you yeah, we won't even get through the weekend and that's announced now.
0: Well, then we'll be. We'll have something good to talk about for the next podcast. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> okay, so we're going to say good night here. Not ramble on any longer. Thanks everybody again for watching. Have a great week, and we will see you next time at Habs Coast to Coast. Uh, by the way, you can follow the podcast uh, wherever you listen to it, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, I think it's on Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other places. Give us a follow, and I know here on Anchor, if you want us to answer a question from you guys, just you can leave actually a voice um, question or any kind of a comment, and we can play it um, I believe on the next podcast or whenever you do leave that. And um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll answer whatever you want to know, and uh, hopefully you guys will do that. Ooh. So thanks for listening, and from Habs Coast to Coast, and Jeff, it is good night or good day. Ooh, ooh, or I, good got morning, I got a question. I got a question. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> Where's Morgan and Scott? <laughs> good night. Oh, just, time, just timing issues, but yeah. Okay, have a great night, and we'll see you guys next podcast. Bye, everybody.